Hey, good morning, everybody. Today's daf is Nazir daf Lamed. Hey, we are holding on daf Lamed Dalit Ahmed Bays. We are at the two dots. It's where both Elisha, not two dots, but six lines from the end of the page. And Amar Mar, both Elisha and I left off there yesterday, so we were totally in sync, Baruch Hashem. So today we're going to, uh, today's year is sponsored by Dr. David Lander, and honor his wife and children, and Lee Nishmas's mother, Golda Basimcha Shalom, and also by a dear friend of mine, Zeich Nishmas, my Zaydi, Moshe Dov, Ben David, Zeich Sadik we thank both sponsors very, very much for the sponsorship. So what we're going to discuss today is we're continuing our, our elaboration of the Brisa that was quoted on Lamedalad Amadbeis, and specifically we're going to discuss what we learn from Prat Uklal Uprat, and, and two explanations of how Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, who already has a limud for the last Prat in our Prat Uklal Uprat, teaches the concept of Prat Uklal Uprat. Meaning, how does he learn anything from the Prat Uklal Uprat? if he already uh, uses the last prat for a totally different drasha. So we have two approaches to that. Then the Gemara is going to discuss where does even Rabbi Eliezer, who darshans Riboy Umiyut, where do we find that he also darshans using Klalu Prat and not Riboy Umiyut, which is a fascinating assumption that there is a place that he has to use Pradu uh, Klal and not Riboyumiut, but the Gemara makes that assumption and has an answer. And then the Gemara is going on Ahmed Beis to discuss to find the source for leaving, uh, uh, for learning rather a Pratu Klalu Prat to be teaching Ke'ena Prat. Meaning, how do I know? I know Klalu Pratu Klal is Ke'ena Prat, but how do I know Pratu Klalu Prat is also Ke'ena Prat? That it teaches me similarly that it's only including that which is Ke'ena Prat. And that's going to lead the Gemara into a discussion of many of the nuances of the Midos Shator and the Drashas Pahen, meaning uh, what is the difference between a Klalu Pratu Klal on the one hand and a Pratu Klalu Prat on the other hand if they both teach Ke'ena Prat? And wh- why do I need Prat? Klalu Prat Uklal. Why not just have Klalu Prat? Uh, what do I need Pratu Klal Uprat? Why not just Pratu Klal? What does the last one uh, teach me? And, uh, you know, thing, things of, uh, of that nature. A lot of details about the Midos Shatar and Drashas So this entire daf essentially is dedicated to the Midos Shatar and Drashas Ben, to the derivation of some of those Midos, the applications of some of those Midos. But don't worry, it's not as bad as it sounds, right? I mean, that sounds a little scary. Not, not, not as bad as it sounds. Not, not, such, a, uh, not such a hard daf. So says the Gemara Amar Mar. We had said in the Brisa yesterday, Ima Prat Meforos Pri Gamur Afkol Pri Gamur. That if the Prat that it says by Nazir includes a Pri Gamur, so so too uh, the, any, anything that is a Pri Gamur related to the grapevine is included in the Isra of a Nazir, as opposed to a Bosar which is not Pri Gamur and therefore is not included in the uh, Isra of a Nazir. So Amrit Im Kain. If that's the case, Hiniach Hakasuf Kemashma so uh, what, what exactly the Bryce has said, what exactly did the Torah mean to include that it didn't already say explicitly? You want to tell me that grapes and raisins are included? That's Mefurish in the Pasuk. You want to tell me that both wine and vinegar are included in the Yisra of Nazir? Haksivi, that's also explicit in the Pasuk. So what is the Pasuk teaching me that's not already explicit? So the Brisa we saw yesterday told us, It must be that we're not coming to exclude Bosar, we're coming to include Bosar, because Bosar is not explicit in the Pasuk. And therefore, we're coming to include Bosar in the Isra of Nazir. Okay, so Meachash Shosafenu, the Rabbis called Avar, but once you're going to tell me that we're including everything, even 
even a bosar, matam lomer mechartsan vaadzag. Why does the pasuk need to say mechartsan vaadzag? After the klal, so it has a prat, a klal, and then this other prat of mechatzanim viadzag lomelcha kamakom shatamotzei pratu klal. You know why it needs to include mechatzan viadzag to teach me that had it not had that last prat, had it just said prat and then a klal yatarashay lemoshkul adonu kena prat, then we would not have been able to include that which is. Ka'ena prat, that which is similar to the prat. If you just would have had prat uklal, then we would have said the klal is mosif ala prat, and it's coming to be marba everything. It's bala rabos hakol. It's coming to include everything. Until the pasuk goes out of its way and brings in another prat mechatzanim viadzag by by uh, mentioning the, that phrase mechatzanim viadzag, and that's what teaches me that this is not a pratuklal; it's a pratuklalu prat. And when you have a pratuklalu prat, then it's coming to be marba anything that is similar to the prat. Okay, good. So says Gemara. Now I know this din pratuklal prat comes to be marba anything that's similar to the prat, and I know how to apply it to nazir. Where I have a prat, I have a klal, then I have mechatzan v'adzag is my final prat. So I know to include even bosar. So says Gemara. Great, but Rab Lazar ben Azaria the kamokum lahay mechatzan v'adzag lomer sheinu chayv at shiochu shechatzanim v'zag prataminale. Rab Lazar ben Azaria already uses that phrase mechatzan v'adzag to teach a. Different in. Remember in the Mishnah, Rabbi Lazarus Nazaria held that Mechatzan Vadzag teaches me that you're only Chayiv if you eat Shnei Chatzanim Vizag Echad, which is a double Chiddush. That first of all, you could eat chatzanim all day and you're not going to be chayiv. Or if you eat just zagin all day, you're not going to be chayiv. Uh, so chiddush number one is you need to have a combination of the two. Shnei chatzanim v'zag echad. And chiddush number two is you don't even need a kazayas. You can have even less than a kazayas or less than a revias of chatzanim v'zag If As long as you have shnei chatzanim v'zag echad, you're going to be chayiv. So that's what Rabbi Lezab Nazaria learns from mechatzanim v'adzag. So how is he going to learn the limit of pratu klalu prat by nazir? The Prat Achron, the last Prat, is not extra. It's not available to, to be used to teach this drasha. I needed to, to teach the basic din that I need Sheikh Echad, according to Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah. So, how does this whole limud that we come to be marba, anything that's Ka'ina Prat, work out according to Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah? So, two approaches. Approach number one is Savarlak Rabbi Lazar, did Darish Mead for that may be in a Chinami. He doesn't hold of the whole limud of Prat Uklalu Prat. He holds like Rabbi Lazar, who Darshan's miut v'riboy, and therefore it's uh, it's a miut and a riboy, and uh, we're we're, uh, we're we're only include, and, and therefore he holds that we're not marba anything beyond what is ke'ena prat, but we're marba any meaning we're we're not limited to anything that's beyond ke'ena prat. We're being marba anything, and you're chayiv on everything. Rabbi Luz was of the opinion the alim, the lulavim, right, all these different things that uh, that we're being marba. So uh, so so uh, maybe that's what Rabbi Luz. Ben Azariah holds that essentially in a chenami. He doesn't use Prat to Klal Prat over here. He's not so limiting in what 
the Nazir is going to be chayev for. He's very expensive in what the Nazir is going to be chayev for. Nazir is going to be chayev for alum and love also because you have over here a riboy a miut, a miut of a riboy rather. Or you could say another possibility that Kirabanan, that Rabbi really does hold like the Rabbanan, that from Chartzan and Biyadzag we do apply a last prat. So we do in fact have a prat, uklal, uprat. But guess what? You can learn two separate dinim from that phrase, mechartzan, viadzag. You can learn the prat, uklal, uprat, that you're only going to be chayiv on pre or psolus pre, not alim v'lulavim. And we learned that uh, when there's only a, a, a prat, uklal, you would be marba everything. So I need that last mechartzan, viadzag, to make it a prat, uklal, uprat. And the second thing you learn is that you need shnei chatzan, v'zag echad, because if you're going to tell me that it's only Kedam Rabbi Lezah that the only thing that phrase in the Pasuk is teaching me is Rabbi Lezah ben Azariah's limon of Shnei Chatzan and Vizag Echad of how many Chatzan and Vizag you need to eat in order to be Chayiv Lichtevei Lachman Elayim Chatzan Vazag Gabi Prati there's no need for the Torah to have put that phrase after the cloud, it could have put it together with the original prat that come before the cloud. Why did the Torah save that phrase and put it after the cloud? It must be that it's trying to uh, set up a situation of a prat to klal prat, and uh, therefore a blazer ben you could learn from the uh, from the content of that phrase that you need and from the place of that phrase, he learns that there's such a, di- uh, uh, a limud of pratu klalu prat. I ve'emakule lach yudasa, but still, how do I know that uh, that that there's uh, what to be darshaned from the content of the phrase? Maybe the whole phrase is only there to teach me pratu klalu prat. How do I know it's also there? How does Rabbi Lezer Azari know it's also there to teach me that shnei chatzan v'zagechad? Because in Cain lichtov, we'll go with the following yirsa. It either should have stayed consistent in the plural, it should have said or it should have said it should have stayed consistently in the singular. That's the girsa that Tosos has in our Gemara. Why does it mix and match, right? Why does it start with plural and then switch to singular? Oh, must be that the Torah wants to tell me that there's a second drasha to be made over here, that you could bidarsh and klaluprat, that over here it's pratikal prat, and we can and it's also leaving room from the content of the phrase, from the formulation of plural and singular, of the mix and match of plural and singular, that you only and zag echa. That is a, 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 a not an unusual methodology of the Gemara to uh, take a pasuk that's mishana in its lashon a little bit and to tell me that I can learn one thing from the existence of the phrase and another thing from the nuances of the phrase. Because the nuances of the phrase are a little bit are a little bit unusual. We find such a thing in Baba Kama Daf It says Le Makra Oh Himatse Himatse Oh Timatse Timatse. Why does it say uh, Why does it mix and match Himatse and Timatse? Oh, must be Shamina Tarti. You have Baba Kama Daf Pei also Le Makra Oh Rapo Rapo 
Oh, Yirape, Yirape. My Virapo, Yirape. Oh, must be Shramiratarti that it's coming to tell me, Litin Rafua Bimakum Nezek, that there's some other Limud from the mixing of uh, terminology. So over here also, you have a mixing of terminology, chertzanim in plural, zag in singular. So that opens up to give me a second rasha from that phrase. So really I learned pratuklalu prat, and I'm able to learn Rebbe Lezben Nazari's din, that you need shnei chertzanim v'zag echad in order to be chayim. Okay, so now the Gemara says, V'Rabbi Eliezer didarish miyit v'ribe. Rabbi Eliezer udarshind miyit v'ribe. And he holds that the, last pra, uh, that, that, that the last prat is just coming to teach me the dinner of Rabbi Eliezer ben and is in fact not included in Pratu Klalu Prat. Pratu Klalu Prat minale. He doesn't use Nazir as an example of Pratu Klalu Prat. He was the one, Rabbi Eliezer was the one that included Bosar, right? He said that I included all of them, love them rather. He included everything because he held this was a meat boy. He ignored the last prat. He said from that phrase, Mechatzan Vadzag, you only learned the din of Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, of Shnei Chatzan Vazag Echad. So where does he ever learn, where do we ever find that he applies the principle of Prat, Uklal, Uprat, which is a fascinating assumption, right? The Gemara is assuming that Rabbi Lazar ever uses Prat, Uklal, Uprat, meaning the, the way we uh, learn this normally, the, this machlokas of Prat, Uklal versus Riboy Miut, versus Miut, Riboy, Riboy Miut, is that this is a general machlokas in Kala Tarukula. It's a methodology of how, of how the Torah Shabbat decides First, the Torah of Achsav. Do you use Kalaprat or do you use Miut Riboy? Mehechi Tesi, that the one who's going to use Riboy Miut has to ever learn Kalaprat or Pratu Klal. So that's what Tosis Kasha is. That how do I know that Rabbi Lazar darshans the Mida of Pratu Klaluprat? Maybe he doesn't darshan that Mida, and he holds that even when there is a Pratu Klaluprat, we darshan it as a Riboy Miut, like any other, uh, just like Klaluprat Klal, he darshans as Miut as Riboy Miut. Riboy, maybe Prat Uklal Uprat. He also darshans as Miut Riboy Miut, and not as Prat Uklal Uprat. So it also suggests that we do find in many places in Shas that there are dinim that we learn from the drush of Klal Uprat Uklal, like by Shavuos and uh, by, by by the dinim of Shavuos in Masechet Bamitzia Dafnun Zayin, where we darshan using a Klal Uprat Uklal that you're only nishba on something that's Ke'ena Prat. That, uh, that's similar to those things the Torah specifically identifies. And namely, there are things that are metaltalin, the gufan mamon, and not on shtaros, which are not gufan mamon, and not on karkaos, which are not metaltalin, and there are other places as well. And in all those places, the Gemara never brings up, but wait, Rabbi Lazar disagrees with the whole methodology of your limud, and therefore this whole din shouldn't apply. Why doesn't the Gemara bring up uh, Rabbi Lazar in those cases? Rabbi Lazar darshan's kalator, with uh, with riboy miut with the methodology of riboy miut, so how could he learn those dinim? So it must be that sometimes Reb Lozer Darshan's using klaluprat, and he's only marba that which is ke'en haprat. Meaning specifically, when there's a prat uklaluprat, Reb Lozer Darshan's that that only includes that which is ke'en haprat, and it's only he only disagrees when it's a klaluprat uklal. 
But when it's a prat uklalu prat, he does he does uh, apply uh, the ke'ena prat, and that's why wherever we darshan klalu prat uklal, Reb Lazar, if it's possible, if it's possible, what he tries to do is he he tries not to darshan the last klal, and he only darshans the prat and the second uh, the the uh, he, he darshans the 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 the, uh, the prat and the second klal, and he finds another prat afterwards. So he turns every klalu prat uklal. That he needs to into a pratu klalu prat, so uh, he figures out a way to 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 find another prat in the pasuk and to drop one of the klalim to turn it into a pratu klalu prat, and therefore he too is able to make a drasha that makes it keena prat. Meaning, Reb Lazar holds klalu pratu klalu is not a limut. There's ribu miut ribu. Klalu prat is not a limut. It's ribu miut, right? But but pratu klalu prat. I agree. We're only going to darshan keena prat. So whenever you have in Shas, says Tosos, it's a phenomenal Chiddush, a Klal Pratu Klal that Reb Lezer doesn't disagree with, that it must be that Reb Lezer figured out a way to turn that Klal Pratu Klal into a Pratu Klal Prat, to turn a double Klal and one Prat in between into a double Prat and a one Klal in between. And over there he agrees that you're supposed to darshan and that's why he comes out in agreement with all of those uh, with all of those halachas. What a chiddush! The, the Rush disagrees. The Rush says, "Einachnami." The Gemara could have answered that Reb Lazar darshans with all the midos. He always does riboy miyot and not klal uprat. But it so- sounds like uh, the, from the Rush, it's not really a question and answer. So the Gemara is just not sure. We we know that Reb Lazar doesn't doesn't like klal uprat klal. Does he like pratu klal uprat? Meaning, will, will, would he agree to that one? Uh, so that's what the Gemara is really. Uh, uh, fleshing out over here, does Rabbi Lazar hold of uh, of Pratu Klalu Prat? So anyway, so says Gemara, Rabbi Lazar Darsh Miet Vriboy Pratu Klalu Prat Minale. Does he use the utilize the drasha of Pratu Klalu Prat to teach me things that are Keena Prat? So a couple of possibilities of where we find that even Rabbi Lazar would hold Prat Uklal Uprat. Amar Rabbi he learns this this methodology of pratu klalu prat mehaikra from the pasuk that we have in the parsha of Shomrim. The parsha of Shomrim says kiitein ishal re'eu. Someone gives to his friend shor. I'm sorry, chamor o shor Right, they identify specific animals. V'chol behema lishmar. So Rabbi Lazar Darshan's as follows. Okay, that's very clear. That's a uh, prat that we're identifying specific animals in the Shmira. Now over here there's a girsa issue. Vikol Klal, that's the girsa of Tosos over here. Um Vikol Klal and Behemalishmar is Khazar Prat. The girsa that we have is Vikol Behema Klal and Lishmar is Khazar Parat. But let's go with Tosos Girsa. Vikol Klal, that Vikol is telling me everything, that anything you give to a Shomer, you have all the dinam of Shmira. And behema lishmar. Why does it identify only a behema? Chazur parat. That's getting into more details. So first it had specific behemas, then it said vikol, and then it said behema again, which implies only behemas and not other things. 
So that's pratu klalu prat yatadon elakeena prat. So pratu klalu prat, the halacha is that we're only going to include those things that are similar to the prat. So since the first prat, which was chamor, shor, viseh, and the last prat, which is behema, are both things that are mitaltal vagufa mamon, so we include in uh, that they're dinishmira only on things that are mitaltal, that are movable, and that are gufa mamon. Something that's not mitaltal, like karkaos, or something that's not gufa mamon, like shtaros, that doesn't have any inherent value, it only has representative value, they are no dinim of shmira. So you see there are Lazar Darshan's the Midah of Prat Uklau Uprat. Rava Amar Rava says, no, I'll give you a different place that Rav Lazar learns this Midah of Prat Uklau Uprat. That we find that he does it in the Mehaikra, in the following passage that it says by someone who brings a carbon ola from, uh, from Tzon. The, the Tos points out, Rav is not really disagreeing with the first Limud, he's just saying that Rav Lazar could learn the drush of Klal Uprat, Uklal, even from, a, from another Pasuk, Prat Uklal Uprat, even from another Pasuk. Tos Rida, however, has a, has a girsa that before Rava Amar, it says, Amar le Rava, that Rava challenges, Mi Matzis Amrit, Hacha, Prat Uklal Uprat, Hai Klal Uprat Uklal That's not a Prat Uklal Uprat, that's a Klal Uprat Uklal. That's two Klal that sandwich a Prat, because it says, Ki Initial Re'e, that's a klal. Chamor Rosh is a prat. The kolbeim lishmar because of a klal. Kolbeim lishmar is a klal. So you have a, so it's a, it's a, so Rav is asking Rabbi Avo that uh, the the Gemara in Bavetzia darshans this pasuk as a klal uprat a klal. Happens to be if you look at Bavetzia and Zayin, it does not darshan that pasuk as a prat uklal uprat. It darshans this as a klal uprat uklal. And that so why would Rabbi Avo darshan the pasuk as a prat uklal uprat if the Gemara over there darshans this as a klal uprat uklal? So Rav really is challenging Rabbi Avo and he's saying, oh, you want to find a real place that we have a Prat Uklal Uprat? It's from the following Pasuk, from the Pasuk of bringing a Karban Ola Minatzon. The Pasuk reads, V'im Minatzon Karbano Minaksavim O Minaizim Laola. So Blazer Darshan's V'im Min Prat. Min means it's a Prat because Minatzon implies not Kalatzon and therefore we might Behemos that are more than a year old and Behemos that are Bali Mumin because they're not included in uh, in Son. Stam Kev Tosos points out, and Stam A's means Bnei Shana. It means that they're still uh, only in their first year. So it's also Mashmut to be Mimayim Balimum because it says Tamim in the Parsha as well. So Min would imply only some types of Tzon. Then it says Hatzon, Klal. Hatzon implies all types of Tzon. Uh, every Tzon, and even uh, more than one year old, even, even Balimum. And then it says Kavasim ve'izim, so chazar parat. So kavasim ve'izim is a prat again. So uh, so so over here, what do you have? Pratu klalu prat yatadon elakein a prat. So we include any behemoth that's a tamima that doesn't have a, a, a mum. That uh, you're only allowed to bring a carbon ola if it doesn't have a mum, even and and and, and, and even if it's more than uh, than a year old. And you see that Ablazer Darshan is the midah of pratu klal u prat in such a uh, such a case. Tazrid raises is a fundamental question. He says, from the Pasuk, uh, it, the Pasuk says minak savim, and it says min ha'izim, but if min is a miyot, so we should darshan uh, that from min also, by ksav menizim, that it's a miyot. Meaning, we, we made this drush, we said the first min is a prat, and then we said hatzon is a klal, and kvasim vizim, chazav prat, but it's not just kvasim vizim, it's mina kvasim, mina izim. So uh, Rabbi Peret says, yeah, yeah, the last prat is not from the word kvasim, ksavim, 
Hashem, uh, it's, it's from the words, it's from the phrase minaksavim. It's from the fact that it says minaizim. Okay, but either way, you do have a pratukal prat over here. So Gemara says, okay, now we've suggested two places where uh, even a blazer who normally holds riba miut, when you have pratukal prat, he'll agree that we only darshan ke'ena prat. We have by the dinam of shomrim and by the types of animals you're allowed to bring as a carbon ola. Is that an exhaustive list? Are there others? So Amalei Rav Yudami discards on the Rava Valelif Min Hadenkra. Why can't he learn it from the pasuk that comes right before the pasukim that we just quoted? The pasuk says Daberel Bnei Yisol Vamartalem Adam Kiyakov Mikem Korban Hashem Min Abehema Min Abakor Min Atzon Takrivu Es Korban Chem. So we should dash as follows Min Prat. Min implies only some of the behemoths you can bring a carbon from, and not all of the behemoths. So we should exclude a chaya right away, because uh, chaya normally is, uh, is, is, is bechlal behema. But when the Torah says uh, a prat, min, that only some behemoths, it should tell me that chayas are excluded. Ha behema, Klal. But then it says Habahema, so that implies all types of behemoths, including a chaya. Meaning the standard phrase behema usually means behema vichaya. See, it's an unusual thing because we're using the word behema to tell me that it's not only behema, it's also chaya. Because behema is, has two meanings. It, it's like the word day, right? So, so, so the word day can mean a full calendar day or it can mean daytime versus nighttime and not nighttime, right? So the word behema sometimes is just a description of a whole category of animal life, which is inclusive of Chaya as well, and sometimes not. Sometimes it means a behema as opposed to Chaya. But Stam, when we have behema, we assume it's the inclusive term. It means behema and Chaya. So we're saying Min is a Prat. Ha-behema, that includes even Chaya. But then it says Bakr of its own, Chazor Parat. Then it says Bakr of its own, that's very specific again, and uh, that, uh, that obviously does not include Chaya. So what do you have? Pratu Klal Prat, Yatadon. Elokeina Prat. So you have Pratu Klal Prat, and therefore... You're only allowed to bring those things that are similar to the prat. So a shor habar, which hangs out with the chayos uh, and, and is similar in certain ways to chayos, is also able to be brought as a carbon. But a real chayos, you're not allowed to bring as a carbon. So why doesn't Rava say that Rabbi learns from, uh, from, from that part of the pasuk, uh, the din of prat to klalu prat? So Rava responds to Yudumi Diskarta, min hai lekele mishma from that pasuk, you could not derive that Rabbi Lazarus pratuklal prat because the mehasim. If you dashing from there, hava amina. I would have said when the Torah says ha behema that when it says ha behema, chaya is included because generally chaya bechlal behema. So when the Torah says mina behema, it's as if the Torah is saying some behemos and some chayos. Not that it's saying mina behema that uh, we're, we're, the word behema implies behemos and chayos. And mina behema, not that mina behema is coming to tell me only behemos and that maybe Minah is coming tell me only some behemoths and some chayos. I mean, you take each category and whittle it down a little bit, but you'll still have animals that are parts of each category of both behemoths and chayos. Samalei, so if you the Midiskartes said to Rav, really? Chayah b'chal behema, haksiv, bakarutzon. Could you really say over here that chayah is included in behema? The Pasuk then goes on to say bakarutzon, which are clearly behemoths. So the prata achron, the last prat, is clearly mimait chayos. So you should learn that the first prat 
prat is uh, what the first prat is doing from what the last prat does. That just like the last prat clearly excludes chayos, so that when it says behema in the first prat, it should also be excluding chayos. And there you have it. That's a prat to klal prat, and therefore you should be able to to learn kein a prat. So in the end of the day, the Gemara had three suggestions of where Rabbi Lazar, even though Rabbi Lazar doesn't hold of klal prat klal, but he does hold of prat to prat, and three places where he can derive that methodology of prat to klal prat from, uh, right? So uh, either from Dini Shomrim or from uh, the one Pasuk by Karbanola or from the preceding Pasuk by Karbanola. So three different places where even Reb Lazar could, uh, could derive the, the Midah Shatorn Jeshben called Prat Uklal U Prat. So now the Gemara discusses that, wait, we said before that uh, the Rabbanan Darsh in the Pesukim of Nazir uh, that, that, that uh, as, a, as a Prat Uklal U Prat. So the Gemara asks on this Midah of Prat Uklal U Prat Prat, which we assume includes Kaina Prat, how do I know that that's how you're supposed to darshan that Mida, Shatur and Dresh's Ben, that, uh, you know, that, that, that it's Kaina Prat? The, uh, the, the Rabbeinu Peretz asks on the Gemara's question, what do you mean, how do I know any of the Mida, Shatur and Dresh's Ben? I know them from uh, Rabbi Shmuel telling me them. I, I know them because there are prices that list. The Midrash Torah judgment. You need to meaning the way the Gemara is about to answer it is you see it in action. You need to see it in action. We have a tradition that that's the way you're supposed to you're supposed to darshan. So it's a little bit difficult to understand why the Gemara feels a need to be mochiach. Um, uh, from somewhere else, because especially the Gemara's answer over here is not going to prove pratu klal prat. It's going to prove klal pratu klal. Klal pratu klal is explicit in Rabbi Shmuel's brayso. So if you're going to tell me Minal and you're going to tell me, oh, there is such a din of Prat to Klal Prat, okay, I don't say that every morning. But you're going to tell me that, that, that there's a din of Klal Prat Klal, I say that every morning. That's Rabbi Shmuel's price. So that's, that's a difficult uh, difficulty in terms of what the Gemara is exactly asking. But anyway, the Gemara says, how do I know that we darshan such a midah of Prat to Klal Prat? Because we have a price uh, regarding my Sersheni money that's brought to Yerushalayim, when you know, the halacha is, you need to take that money to Yerushalayim and buy only food with that money and eat that food bitara. So the Pasuk says, I'll say the Pasuk first, then we'll darshan it, then the Gemara will spell it out how to darshan it. You, could, you should use the money for everything. You should buy uh, cattle and sheep and wine and shecha. Uh, whatever you're hungry for. So the Bryce says, oh, That's clearly telling me you could buy whatever you want. Then it says, So that's Prat. That's very clearly getting into the, the details. And then, That's Chazer Kalal. So you see that you could buy with this money anything that's it's a you could buy with this money anything that is similar to the examples the specific examples that the Torah itself gave but things that are not similar to the specific examples that the Torah itself gave you would not be allowed to buy and therefore just like all of the examples the Torah gave are pre-mi-pri meaning the, 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 the pre comes from that which itself was a pre that which itself was an offshoot of something else 
Bakr and Son come from a mother, and that mother was once a baby, meaning he was once born from another animal. Uh, so, and by Anavim Mutzmarim, also from, the, because Yayin uh, Shekha means grapes and, uh, and, 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 and dates, that they made beer out of the dates. So, uh, so that's also Primi Pri, because where do you get Yayin from? It comes from a grape which, uh, which, was plant, which was a vine that was planted with the seed from another grape. So it's Primi Pri. That's at least the way uh, uh, some of the Rishon, the way Rashi and Erevin and Mesach Babakama uh, understand uh, Primi Pri when it comes to Anavim. Uh, elsewhere, Babakama Rashi says that the reason Yayin and Shekhar are considered Primi Pri is because Yayin comes from Anavim and Shekhar from Tamarim. Not about the seed that the vine was planted with. But either way, uh, it's a Primi Pri. So Ma Prat Mephorish is Primi Pri and Vigidule Karka. And Yayin and Shekhar are clearly Gidule Karka. Bakar and Son are also Gidule Karka because they feed off of that which grows from the ground. So they're also considered Gidule Karka. Safkal, so to whatever you buy with your Maisha Shani money, needs to be Primi Privi Gidule Karka. Needs to be something that's Primi Privi Gidule Karka. And therefore, what does that come to include? So we assume it comes to include birds because they're also Primi Pri because they're born from a mother and the mother was born from its mother. And it also gets fed from the Karka. It also eats from that which grows on the ground. But what can you not buy with Maisha Shani money? Anything that's not Primi Pri, like water, salt, they don't come from a mother. They don't come from something that comes from something else. It's just something that Hashem plants into nature. Or something that's not Kidule Karka. Like Dagim, Dagim are not uh, fed from the Karka, from the Karka, and therefore they wouldn't be considered Kidule Karka. So you're not allowed to buy fish and salt and uh, and water with uh, with your Maisha Shani money. So you see in this price, so we darshan Klal Pratu Klal, so that is includes anything that is ke'en haprat, that, uh, that comes to include or, uh, anything that would be considered ke'en haprat. Um, that's the uh, that's 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 the the, the limud over here. Now uh, Rush points out. Well, wait a second. The Gemara didn't ask for how I know klal prat klal. It asked how I knew prat klal prat. So it's giving me like the most classic klal prat klal. But I don't need the most classic klal prat klal. I need to know prat klal prat. So the Rush writes uh, that the Gemara knows that the, the din of both of them is the same. That whether you have klal prat klal or whether you have prat klal prat, it's always going to be kana prat anyway. So uh, since uh, in the end dinam shava they're going to be the same, which is a funny thing to say because the Gemara is about to say, and what's the difference between them? And there is. <laughs> there is a slight uh, difference between them. They're both Ke'ena Prat, but how Ke'ena Prat does it have to be? So that's going to be, uh, to a, that, that's going to be uh, a difference between them. But anyway, that's what the Rush says, that the Gemara can get away with asking, how do I know Prat or Klal Prat? And give an answer of how I know Klal or Prat Klal. Okay, so once we, uh, we've been discussing all these Midas Shatar and Jashben, so the Gemara now gets into the weeds a little bit and tries to, uh, to elaborate and to explain the nuances of how some of these Midas Shatar and Jashben work. So ask Gemara, Mihti. Right? We know that we always uh, do Ke'ena Prat. Well, why do I need that second Klal? Couldn't I have derived Ke'ena Prat just by having a Klal Prat? Why do I need that second Klal? So, Tosis points out, the Gemara is, this is a stylistic thing that the Gemara is asking this as a question. It's not a kasha. There's no real Havamina that Klal Prat is Ke'ena Prat. It's not, that's not the way the Limud works. Klal Prat is not Ke'ena Prat. So, it's the Gemara is just asking it in a question-answer format, but it's just its way of expressing what the difference, what we learn from a klal prat versus klal prat klal, what we learn from prat klal versus prat klal prat. Meaning, it's, it's saying it as a question-answer, but it's not really a, a, a legitimate 
Avamina. So Ahani Lo Sufi called the Damile. That the last Klal comes to tell me anything that's similar to the Prat. Because without it, if it only would have been a Klal of Prat, I would have learned Ein Bechlal. Right? Meaning, uh, prat doesn't teach me ke'en prat. It tells me that the prat is limiting the cloud to only the examples of the prat. Only that which it says in the prat. So of course you need the klal of basra. Of course you need the last cloud to make it a more expansive limud and to include anything that is similar to the prat. Visu, the Gemara again asks it as a question. Pratuklal prat, ke'en prat dayninan. We darshan pratuklal prat to be what would have been so bad if we would have had a Pratu Klal? Would Pratu Klal not have also taught me Kena Prat? So says Gemara, right, of course it would not have. Elav Pratabasra, without that last Prat, have a mina nasa Klal, most of all the Prat. I would have said that the Klal is most of on the Prat, and I would have included even things that are not at all similar to the Prat. When you have a, a Pratu Klal, the Klal comes to expand well beyond the Prat, not just things that are Ke'ena Prat, and that's why I need the last Prat to make it only that which is Ke'ena Prat. So like I said, Tos says that those aren't really questions. Meaning that's just the Gemara's way of saying that there's a difference between a Klal Prat versus a Klal Prat Klal. There's a difference between a Prat Klal versus a Prat Klal Prat. Okay, so now the Gemara says, Mechti. Trey Klal Prata, Trey Prat This entire daf we've been assuming that there are two types of Limudim that yield Ke'ena Prat. Where, where, where the end of the day, the limud is going to be that which is ke'ena prat. Both a klal prat klal and a prat klal prat. Right? Both of them yield a ke'ena prat. Ke'en prata dayninan. Ma'ika beni ubeni. So then, what's the chilik between those midos shatar and drashas ben? Why will the, the Torah sometimes present something as a klal prat klal and other times as a prat klal prat if in the end of the day, it's going to yield the same result? So you could do the tartan klali uprata. No, there is a difference between them. Because when you have two klalim and one prat, and we darshan klalu pratu klal, if there's a prat that's similar to the prat that the Torah says, even in just one way, in one characteristic, even though in all the other characteristics it's not doma to the prat, marbinon. I'd be marbed that as part of the, the prat, because it says it's at least similar to the prat, mitzalechon, at least has some sort of similarity, similarity to the prat. So when I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, uh, learn klal uh, pratu uh, klal, so it's more in Inclusive. Klal Prat Klal is more inclusive. It's inclusive only of things that are Kena Prat, but even if it's just uh, Kena Prat in one way, whereas Trey Prat to Klali, when you have a Prat to Klal Prat, then I would require that it be similar to the Prat in two ways. Being similar to the Prat in one way would not suffice. It would need to be similar to the Prat in two ways. So Tosh says, well, wait a second. The drusha that we had by Shomrim, right? That drusha was... Klal Prado Klal, no? Right? The Joshua that we had by Shaman, that was a Klal Prado Klal. Therefore, it should, right? We, we said, what does it have to be? It has to be similar to the Prat. Now, if it's Klal Prado Klal, it should have to be similar to the Prat in how many ways? It should only have to be similar to the Prat in one way. And what did we say? That it comes to include Dabar Ha Mitaltel. That's two ways. That doesn't work. If uh, the, based on what we're saying right now, anything that's Klal Prado Klal only needs to be similar to the Prat in, in one way. 
further Tosus asked, the Gemara said that Rebbe Lazar, who darshans this drush of Shomrim, he darshans this as a Pratukal Prat, and he's a Marbe Dovra Mitaltel, the Gufa Mammon, like the Rabbanon, who darshan Kalapratukal, meaning we had said before, well, what's Rebbe Lazar going to do with the, with the Dinam of Shomrim? We said, oh, no, no, Rebbe Lazar learns that as a Pratukal Prat, so therefore he doesn't disagree with the Din of Shomrim, he yields the same result. But it shouldn't be the same result. Because if you learn Klala Prat Klal, it's not exactly the same as Pratu Klala Prat. Right? When they're a Trey Klali, it's more inclusive. When they're a Trey Prati, it's less inclusive. So Tulsa says, based on uh, what he's going to say in a different Tulsa, the difference between Klala Pratu Klal and Pratu Klala Prat uh, is that that the the, uh, the the sugya over here holds that the last klal is the ikr. Those who hold that the first klal is the ikr will be lahepich, and they're meaning that uh, the, and that that klal is less inclusive. And the rabbanon might hold that the klal rishon is the ikr, and therefore they darshan klal klal that it's marba only that which is domelish uh, bishneit stadim. And Rav holds like our sugya that the klal achron is the ikr, so klal prat he's but only that which is Doma Mishneit Stadim. Meaning this idea that when you have a double Klal versus a double Prat, that the double Klal is more inclusive, is, is subject to debate. And it uh, could be that that Sugya holds that it's less inclusive. Alternatively, Tulsa says um, that these uh, two Stadim, Dovim Taltim and Gufa Mamon, are, are equally Chashev, uh, and we don't know which one to, uh, to, to factor in, so we just factor in both of them. They really should only include one, but, uh, but since they're equal, so we have to factor in both of them. Says Moravaita, Michti once we know that according to those who hold that we darshan b'chal prat pratu klal nasa klal mosaval prat this shall be called nili pratu klal makes the klal mosaval prat and comes to add everything miyit for riba nami riba kol this shall be called nili well if you darshan using the methodology of miyit for riboy you also end up including everything when you have a miyit for riboy so my ika be miyit for riba pratu klal what difference does it make whether you use the methodology of miyit for riboy versus the methodology of pratu klal either way Way you're going to have whenever you have a specific followed by a general, you're going to include everything. So ika ilu pratu klal. No, because if you're going to learn pratu klal, marbina nafilu alin vululavin. You're going to include even alin and lovin of the geffen. But if you if if you uh, if you have riboy, you're not going to include everything mamish. Uh, so lulavin in alin lo. You'll only include the lulavin, but you're not going to include the alin to be chayivan for nazir because it's not marba everything mamish. So we're only uh, so we're Memayit alim, which are very hard and are not roy lachil at all. We shouldn't point out some alim are roy lachil. I gave the daf in uh, Chicago yesterday. A Sephardi guy came over to me and he said that uh, that you could see that that they where he comes from they eat uh, um, alim uh, of a geffen all the time. Apparently, it's uh, you can find it in supermarkets and things like that. So it depends. They, they cook it first, but whatever. Okay, so tomorrow we'll pick up with Amar Rabbi Yavahu, Amar Rabbi Yochanan.